0: Hey guys, it's Tim Schwartz from Gothridge Manor. I'm doing a podcast in my office for once instead of on the road or at lunchtime. I just listened to uh, Frank Teffler's uh, liner notes uh, on Anchor there, and he did a episode about taverns and how he kind of uses them in game. And uh, I thought I would do my own rift on that. So here we go. First thing I can think of is taverns. Of uh, course, is a, you a know, meeting place. It's the general gathering area. Uh, when I think of taverns, I think of a player as me being a player. The one tavern I always think of is this place called the Seahawk Tavern. I'm not talking about the football team. I'm talking about this that little tavern off a of caravan street in the city state of the invincible overlord it seems to be our go-to tavern anytime we or most of the time when we play a game in rob's campaign um, it's just there's nothing there's nothing really unique about it other than it's been burned down like a half a dozen times uh and we just seem to that seems to be our place we just go back there because we know it and it's just a familiar place uh and i that, that's the only one i can think of where where it's we go back to all the time but as a gm when i'm using a taverns I mean, it's your pretty much, your I guess, your information gathering center, your, your gathering place, period. This is where you generally find your compatriots. You find henchmen and hirelings hanging out there. You get rumors there. You get into fights there. You uh, get hired on yourself. You know, you, it, there's just so much to do in a tavern compared to like going to a shop or something like that. One, you don't usually hang out in a shop unless you know the guy. And you go shopping there and generally you might pick up a p- few bits of information, but not too much. I mean, the tavern is the be all end in like a, in a fantasy game in a lot of ways. And to make a successful tavern to me is you have to have something unique about the tavern. Whether it's the the physicality of it, like what it looks like, what's within it, um, and my one adventure that I wrote uh, for Red Beard Tavern is the end of my starter adventures there. it was a soul what I you know what I kind of wrote it up to as a soldiers an old soldiers tavern, and a lot of the folks in uh, that were in there their names were etched on the walls and on the beams and in the chairs and in the tables. So it sort of became like sacred territory. Uh, so uh, people who, you know, had passed, they, they kind of did this whole, um, kind of ceremony for, for that there. So it sort of became unique in that way. Did you have to be a soldier to be included? Absolutely not. Uh, but, uh, Let's see here. And then it was called Red Bear Tavern. And then, like there once a week, Buzzard, the guy who runs it, has a story night. Soldiers and visitors are encouraged to tell their latest tale. Stories don't need to be true, just not boring. Storyteller receives the loudest cheers the winner and has the honor of using the tall tail tankard for one night. Buzzards make sure the winner never sees the bottom of the oversized tankard. So just fun stuff like that. Uh, just little things that they can, um, get in there. The other thing I have kind of laced in the under, you know, a different layer to it is the thieves guilds operates in there. And there's actually like a secret, uh, secret stairways or into the sewers. Of course, you got always have sewers somewhere in there, um, that they can get into and everything. Uh, I think it's kind of fun uh, to do that, because there's there's clues that it's happening, but some people just say, like, the one room's haunted. There's, like, two rooms. I, I name the rooms after different things. There's a spider room, dagger room, spear room, sword, mace, shield, axe, and helm rooms. And basically, those things are, sm- like, mounted on the wall. So there's a mace on the mace store room, shield. You get the idea. Anyways, the shield, basically the the sewer, the secret sewer stairs leads up into the axe room, which is always rented out by this halfling guy. Um, Let's see. Where's his at? By Bertram Blackbutter. I think you've heard him before, but uh, basically goes up there, so the connections are made and deals are done through there. But the stairwell is also next to the shield room so people who stay in the shield room always hear these mysterious noises at night and sometimes like their cloak will fall off the wall because maybe somebody coming up the stairs kind of stumbled and bumped the wall and it falls off so there's kind of this rumor that their the shield room is kind of haunted so stories have sprouted up about that so uh it's kind of fun And then like the dagger room is basically used it's it's the only room that's connected to actually the the bar area and within there uh you just basically throw the ones who are just completely intoxicated um and usually it's to a soldier or something so I've used this one a couple times. I'll probably be using it in my game, in this coming game that I or this game that I'm running now. Um, down the line, keep that. That's just one example. I think another. It's so so developing those elements because you're going to have it's each bar or tavern is going to develop its own little folklore around it, its own little history. Um, then the people are going to. Taking it, and every every you know, kind of local is going to think it's unique, even though you know travelers know that you know it's not all that unique. They've they've done it hurt before or something like that. But the other the other thing for a tavern is the 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 people within it. Uh, sometimes taverns just because they have a different person running it, or or there's. Um, something about the people who are inside the bar that that uh, do it. So you, you've got these different elements that can, you can pull in, and like I said, the last one because you know just be location. Uh, it's just the only sometimes it's the only game in town. It's you know you know not all places have ten bars to pick from. Sometimes there's only you know maybe one in there, and so that's that's the one you go to. But it doesn't mean it still has to be boring. A GM should do what they can do to make it at least a little bit interesting. A little bit more than just, you know, two silvers for a beer or an ale and three coppers, you know, coppers for for a beer and whatnot, just a price list. You, you want a little bit more than a price, list. especially if it's something someone the players are probably going to return to. If it's just a one-shut up, one off thing no big deal my suggestion to the folks who don't really need a tavern in their villages is just make an alewife and she just sort of has like an ale stand or something that kind of goes and then you don't have to do the whole full um tavern it's just like a you could have it anywhere and the alewife just serves her ale for the day or two or whatever and and there you go then you don't have to worry about building an entire tavern um because uh it's it's i mean <laughs> think of uh, all the names you've called your taverns and how many different times you had to think of something on the spot and and how many random table generations out there are for tavern names because it's such a integral part of a game so when I'm when I'm running a game I it is I, I'm aware that the players are probably going to be staying there especially in beginning levels beginning levels they don't have enough money to Purchase a high, you know, to purchase property usually, or if they can even, or if they can even purchase property, depending on your your game. So they're going to have to stay somewhere. So generally, the tavern or in or something like that's going to be their solution. So I know that the players are going to go there. So I try to put a little attention and detail in those, especially for a place like in Houndshead. I have the angry priest, and the angry priest is led by this kind of tallish, very. Um, Confident, sexually confident woman called Viviana, and basically she has no qualms with taking in pretty people and uh, giving them favors and and uh, until she's tired of them and then she moves on to the, her next conquest. She's a very aggressive. So, but the also thing it is a, it's a place where hirelings can be found. Is, is there a lot in there? Not. Not really, not right at this point, because the way my timeline is going to work is, is probably um, a little farther down the line when Hound's Head starts growing, because there is a progression, a uh, timeline progression in my head where things move along, despite what the players are doing for the most part, you know, things will change, get built, be destroyed, uh, more people will come in because there's more money, more money means more people, uh, prices get higher, so it'll be interesting how that'll work out. So, yeah, I think that's it, guys. I don't think I have much more to say about that. So keep your taverns cool, unique a little bit. At least try to trick them out a little bit for the players to... So they can kind of remember a little bit. Instead of just having, you know, the old grog in with no real description about it other than it has a few rooms. Of course, if that's all you need, fine. But if there's, if it's going to be a place where the players come back... Take that little extra time, flesh out your friendly neighborhood bartender. Flesh out what maybe a little bit unique thing about the you know tavern. Does it does it have anything that the other taverns wouldn't have or ends wouldn't have? So, all right, guys, it's hot here. I think it is everywhere. Everybody's complaining about the weather, but I'm staying cool in the in the AC. So, hope you guys uh, find a game tonight. Roll better than me and take care of yourselves.